Welcome to this next episode of the Word Alive International Outreach Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hobson. I'm uh, privileged to be on staff here at what we consider the uh, best apostolic training center around, and I have the privilege to work side-by-side with our guest today, our very own founder, Kent Maddox. Thanks for being here, Kent. Good to be here, Matt. Looking forward to it. We are in an incredible move of God here in Alabama, and it's uh, all started with this now season. So I want to take today and just ask you a few questions that we've gotten about the now season, how it may apply to us as a church and to people individually. So if you don't mind, we'll just jump right in. Just before you do, I want to give some kudos to my friend Dennis Carr. Uh, Dennis Carr got us started in this format last week. It was kind of his creative idea, and uh, those of you that are watching seem to really like it. And so Dennis, slide over here with me real quick. I know we didn't plan this. Stick your face in here. This is our buddy. Y'all remember Dennis? He interviewed us last week. And so as an apostolic center, uh, we're excited that we're sending Dennis. It's always been our dream to raise up uh, men and women of God and send them from here apostolically. So we're sending him now. He's going to uh, uh, do media at Daystar Church in Coleman, Alabama. It's a great church with a great pastor. And uh, it's exciting that Dennis is going to be doing that. So he got us started on this format. So we got to give kudos to you Thank for that. You. And you. then we're sending him out. So I know he's going to do great things. So be praying for Dennis. You say anything, Dennis, so, since you did this podcast a while ago? I loved it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis. Bless you. Can you, uh, can you just quickly catch us up of how this all started, maybe just briefly from Tony Miller up to this point? Yeah, we got, uh, I heard from a man named Bishop Tony Miller a couple, three months ago, maybe four months ago, uh, I assume. I was really praying, saying, God, speak to us specifically about the season we're in at Word Alive. And it was interesting that afternoon, I got a text from a man I hadn't seen in 26 years. Bishop Tony Miller said, I was praying for you, and the Lord said, send you a message. And he basically sent us a message that we were at a critical mass here at Word Alive, a tipping point, if you will, where God was ready to move us into an accelerated season of His promises and plans being fulfilled. So that kind of launched us into the season that we're now experiencing here at Word Alive. And then we've had several prophetic guests that's been in. Draper Smith, Darius Williams came and spoke, and it's all started revolving around this now season, this now word. So one of the questions was, have you ever experienced anything like what's happening currently at Word Alive? I have. uh, You know, I was uh, 35 years ago now. Uh, I was at Pastor Benny Hinn's ministry, and uh, basically he had a local church like we do here at Word Alive. I'm not saying that's what our season will look like, what I'm about to tell you, but this is what his season looked like. And all of a sudden, it was a now moment there. I mean, we were good things were happening. You know, the Word was being preached. People were worshiping Jesus, following Jesus, people's lives being touched. But all of a sudden, God was ready to do something significant. And for us there, it was that uh, God was leading Pastor Benny to launch a television ministry and a worldwide crusade ministry uh, from this local church in Orlando, Florida, and it was now. And uh, when he realized that, actually, God had given me a dream about it before it ever happened, and he called me to his office. I'll never forget. He said, i got to talk to you about something. I said, I know what it is. He goes, it's impossible. Only me and the Lord know. And I said, well, the Lord shared it with me. And he said, well, what is it? I said, you're about to launch a television ministry and 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 crusades nationally internationally he goes that's exactly what the lord told me to do and so i had the privilege of helping him and it was a now moment i mean we literally started with one chair in a parking lot doing television and it exploded we went to a church the next month uh four thousand people showed up with four thousand people that couldn't get in and two months later we were in arenas and for 10 years uh god moved uh powerfully uh in the 
arenas with 35 and 40,000 people, internationally 100 to 500,000 people. And the, the now moment just exploded into what that season was for him. And so I've been a part on that level. I've been a part of some smaller things. But basically, it's just when God's ready and his timing, the tipping point has come. And that may be of stored up prayers, stored up promises. Most of the time, it's just long seasons of obedience. You know, we like to think that these now moments are these suddenly, some would call them come just randomly or by sovereign acts of God, and I think that can happen. But majority of time is you found yourself in just a season of a long stretch of obedience, and then all of a sudden the now time's there yeah. and God moves. I know you say this to us a lot at church when you uh, you give us a little challenge to dream with you a bit. What does that look like? What, is, what would the full manifestation of a now season look like at Word of Life? I asked myself that question just a couple of days ago. Uh, obviously, I'm not uh, starting a television ministry or a worldwide crusade ministry. That's not my goal or ambition at this point of my life. So it's not, it's not like that for us. Honestly, it's, I'm not even expecting a revival where, you know, that masses amount of people come here. I believe what I'm feeling from the Lord is the now moment is the kingdom of God, that the kingdom of God is now invading us invading our space and the kingdom of God is righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God is that realm of now that it's the kingdom that has come and then once you enter the kingdom it says Luke 16 16 the message of the kingdom is preached and men press into it so it's a it's a realm that I believe has come to us the kingdom of God that when we break through totally into this this is when you basically start seeing what they saw in the New Testament blind eyes open, deaf hear, lame walk, dead get up. Masses of people are, are turning their lives to God because the kingdom is here. That's, and it's not a revival that starts and stops. It's a, it's a realm we enter into and we live there continually. I believe that's not just for World Live. I believe that's what God's doing in the earth. Yeah, you can definitely feel it. So with that being said, a lot of questions come from people of how, with all of these prophetic words coming, because this is a season like we've not been in before. I know I've been with you since 2011, and we haven't experienced anything like this, being on staff or being with you. So with all of these prophetic words coming every Sunday from different people, and it's just all coming into alignment, how do you process that corporately, and how do you do that individually? Some of it just happens for us, and so... Uh, all of a sudden, we start getting this prophecy from Bishop Miller about a tipping point. Uh, some of you know this or may not know this, but in that same service, when I released that word that we'd gotten, a lady in our uh, uh, congregation, Valerie Wheat, who's a professor at Jack State, she was out uh, antiquing and had found a crystal bowl, bought it, purchased it for Bev and I as a gift, and brought it to us with a letter in it with the teaching on the tipping point. And so you can't make that up. I mean, so God is obviously wanting us to really be aware and hear that. So like he's doing these things. Uh, Draper Smith, who just all of a sudden came, comes out of nowhere from Houston with this prophetic word of the time is now. You know, this is the now season. We didn't, we didn't pursue that. It was like it was pursuing us. So some of it is just being aware of we are being pursued by God uh, for something significant uh, to happen. And I think on the, our side is, is just being willing to yield to that. Uh, what is what is it that God God wants to do? Uh, I used to hear Benny say it so so powerfully. God's not looking for silver vessels. God's not looking for golden vessels. He's looking for yielded vessels. And so, are we willing to yield 
to whatever that means for us in this season, that if God wants to do something really powerful, move us into another realm of the kingdom of God, are we ready just to yield to that and let that be whatever God wants it to be? I think that's really important. That's, a, that's great. So uh, through that process, we've started a challenge here at the church. Uh, we're just not even the first month in where we're reading Isaiah chapter 54, and we're praying the prayer of Jabez. You brought that back up from a past season for the next 90 days. Can you tell us how that came about and what you're currently experiencing while doing it? Once again, uh, Bishop Miller, again, he uh, sent me another text. This time he's in Berlin uh, preaching, and he's, he, you know, after the the first text, which was powerful, he's like, I'm not being presumptuous, like, you know, that I'm your, I'm your instrument from God. But he said, I was here, and all of a sudden, once again, apprehended by the Lord to pray for you, pray for Word Alive. And the Lord told me to let you know that that there is a movement, all caps, there is a movement, and Word Alive is a key to this movement. And like the uh, moon does not have light in itself, but simply reflects the sun, that Word Alive, because of our humility, uh, was the prophecy, uh, God has positioned us to reflect His glory in this season and get ready. We're about to experience 90 days of Isaiah 54. Well, if you read Isaiah 54, it's very powerful. This is written... Uh, uh, to post-exile Israel. They've, they're coming out of Babylon. So if you can think about this with me, they've been in captivity for 70 years. And all of a sudden, the prophet comes to them and says, you who are barren, fruitful, you've not been fruitful, uh, start singing, start rejoicing. Literally, it goes on to say, make room, expand your boundaries, stretch out your tent curtains, lengthen your cords, strengthen your tent pegs because you're about to have more children uh, as a barren woman than the woman who wasn't barren. So now you have to remember they've been in exile. They've been in captivity for 70 years. And all of a sudden the prophet comes and starts saying, it's not going to be like this anymore. You're about to expand on the left and the right. And then he goes on, if you reread that, with the understanding that this is writing to a people who are coming out of a time of barrenness, fruit, fruitlessness, uh, nothing really going on, being held captive by somebody else, uh, and then all of a sudden, these promises just start unrolling uh, out of Isaiah 54. Uh, you know, you think you were forsaken by God, but now by His mercies, He's gathering you together. And, and it's not that God had forsaken them, but they had actually felt forsaken. And I don't know about you, but there's been some seasons in my life, I know God, I know intellectually God never leaves me nor forsakes me. I know that, uh, you know, through understanding of Scripture, but I sure have felt like it sometimes, you know, my circumstances. You know, there's been seasons in my life where favor's on me, and I'm just, I'm praying, and God's answering. I'm giving, and I'm reaping a harvest. I'm, you know, it's just that kind of momentum, and then all of a sudden, that's gone. And, you know, then you spend a season, sometimes weeks, months, sometimes a decade, where that kind of favor's not on you, and you felt like David said one day, I think it's Psalm 77, I think he said, Lord, have you just forgotten about me? Have your mercy clean? Have I used up all your mercy? Is your favor just completely left my life? Yet I will remember the years of the Most High God, and he begins to recount what God did in the past. And so, yes, I'm sure like me, some of you have felt felt forsaken, but you've not really been forsaken. God just lets us go through these seasons, maybe to appreciate the favor, but definitely to prepare us for something significant that he's about to do. And I really felt like, felt like that one of the things I know I and Word Alive, we've been in a season of being prepared uh, for what God uh, has been wanting to do. And now it says you may have felt forsaken, but get ready. I'm about to gather you. I'm about to bless you. I'm about to pour, 
blessings out on you. Your children are going to be taught by Lord, by the Lord you you tossed with tempest and storm driven, been through storms and fires and and great spiritual attacks. Get ready, I'm about to lay you a foundation of precious stones. All your children shall be taught by the Lord. Great shall be the peace of your children. And don't for a second think if somebody attacks you in this season, it was from me. <laughs> because I've not sent them, because no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises. I mean, this kind of yeah. promise is rolling out of Isaiah 54. Well, it's all about uh, restoration. It's all about redemption. I just talked to my friends. The um, I'm, I'm talking a lot now, aren't I, Matt? I'm, I'm on a roll now. I, my podcast. I just talked to uh, my friends, Johnny Taylor, up at the uh, Flowing Oil Ministries. You know, y'all know the story about that and how that oil's been flowing. If you don't, it's on YouTube, and they're great people, great people of God. But now, uh, the last time he called me, he said the, the Bible just produced 17 gallons yesterday. And when we took the oil out to bottle it, there were 20 pieces of silver in the oil. Well, silver, and he goes, I'm not sure what this means, but it's, it's in there. Well, silver speaks of redemption. And so I'm convinced we're in a season of redemption, restoration, reviving, uh, and so this is out of Isaiah 54. So for us, we need to, maybe one of the next questions about what to do now, but that's kind of where we're at. So we're just saying, yes, I personally am reading Isaiah 54 every day. And so I've chosen to go through, I have an app called the Bible, Bible Gateway. It has many translations. I'm just, every day I'm reading it in a, in a new translation, just and letting it speak to me every day about that, praying into it, and then, of course, praying the prayer of Jabez. Lord, bless us indeed. Enlarge our territory. Let your hand be upon us. Keep us from evil that we don't cause pain. And so we're just praying that every day, saying, God, in this now movement, we're ready to move with you. I like that. Well, you, you actually jumped to the next question without me even asking it. What step can a family or, or a person, because everybody's wanting to know, like, I want to be in on the now season. So what, what is my next step or what can I do as an application? Is it just reading Isaiah 54 and the prayer of Jabez or is there a tangible next step that you would give someone to maybe jump into the now moment? I think it's anything in faith. And so uh, what happens a lot of times, you know, we'll hear this, God's given a promise, God's released a prophetic word. And if we really believe it, right? So if you really believed it, like it was really going to happen, what would you do? So just ask yourself, do I really believe it? If I really believe it, then what should I be doing? Which is a great question, isn't it? So if I really believe, if, if, if God appeared to me and gave me Isaiah 54 and said, I'm about to do this in your life, then what would you be doing? What would your response be? So first of all, I would read it. <laughs> so... For some, just one step is we're saying the Holy Spirit spoke through a prophet that we're about to experience Isaiah, Isaiah 54. A no-brainer would be at least read, at least read Isaiah 54 <laughs> to see what, it, what, what is it that God's talking about doing. Now, in reading that, then what will happen is something along that journey will, will begin to, to jump out at you. So let's just make something up. Let's say I'm reading that. I've got teenagers, and my teenagers maybe aren't being taught by the Lord right now. Then, then what I would be saying is, okay, well, the Lord says He's going to, the Lord is going to teach my children. Then I may go buy them a message Bible, and I may just lay it in their room, and say, God, if you're going to teach them, I'm going to make sure you've got some tools, right? Yeah. Just any kind of simple acts of 
of, fa of faith. If you say we're ready to expand on the right and the left and maybe start making some room for something, you know, start moving some, giving some stuff away, giving some old, if God's about to do something new, give some old stuff away and start moving, moving away some old yeah. stuff. If, if God's doing something new, then maybe stop doing something old. I'm just not going to do this anymore. And it may just be one thing. And I mean, you can get very basic. It could just be one thing toward health. It could just be one thing toward your spiritual life or toward your, your relationship with your wife. But any kind of step of faith and uh, activation, I always write it down because something happens for me, I can read it, but then if I write it. So I've actually written in my journal Isaiah 54. I wrote it about by hand because I, Habakkuk says, write it down and make it plain that you can run when you read it. So I'm writing it down, thinking about it, praying about it, uh, asking God to keep speaking to me through it. And so it's that kind of immersion, I think, into it, realizing that we're not making it happen. If God's promising it's going to happen, I just want to be ready for it and be able to step into it. And I'll be talking a little bit this Sunday uh, coming up here, and uh, you may be watching this later on, but uh, what's this Sunday's date? July 28th, I think it is. I'll be preaching here at We're Live. And, I, and one, like, so I just read this, Isaiah 54, again, a couple days ago, and it said, stretch out your curtains. And that word stretch just jumped right off the page at me. And it was like the Lord saying, because I'm 56 now and I'm uh, finding that you start losing flexibility. <laughs> so, you know, I, was, I reached down to pick something up the other day and went, oh, you know, and I'm just picking something up. So I'm kind of thinking, you're becoming inflexible. Why? Because not that I'm 56 years old, because age doesn't have anything really to do with it. I mean, it does, but it's because I've just quit doing some things I used to do. Yeah. So now... Physically, I've started to say, well, at least I can start stretching and gaining back some flexibility. And I think what happens is spiritually we get inflexible. We get locked into certain mind thoughts, certain ways of doing things, and we become inflexible. So all of a sudden God's getting ready to do something new. He's saying, hey, get, start stretching, you know, start getting ready because I'm really about to do something in your life. And so I'll be sharing about that this Sunday, some thoughts along those lines. So. This has nothing to do with this podcast, but it always comes up, especially because so many people follow you as a leader and a teacher and, and a minister. You mentioned write down Isaiah 54 in your journal. Can you just briefly talk about your seed garden when you're preparing for a message? Yes. Uh, a lot of times when I, uh, I study this, I'm, I'm always studying the Scriptures just because I love the Scriptures. And so what I'll do, though, is as I'm studying Scripture, a thought will jump out at me or, a, or a one line. And so I'll put that over in a, what, what I call a seed garden. So this is a thought. This is a word. Let's say I wasn't going to talk about stretch. I would put stretch over in this kind of seed garden with some thoughts I have like that and let it sit there. And then what would happen is normally if God's going to grow that, I may be listening to a podcast or I may be reading a book or somebody may be in a conversation and all of a sudden stretch will come back up again, something along those lines. Now I know God's growing my garden, and I'll go back and water that with the information. And the next thing you know, you're walking into a revelation because you've just taken time to put it down there as a seed and let God grow it. If it many of them never grow, yeah. but the ones that do grow are phenomenal. I love that. Um, let's end with this, if you don't mind. I, I, it could be a lot of things, I'm sure it is, for the rest of the staff of where we got to where we are now with the now season. But for me personally, I felt like when we were with you in Apopka at a conference and you were uh, preaching there at our friend Kevin Craig's church, Thrive Apopka, 
you got the revelation uh, strategy as prayer, like a revelation strategy on the three doors as our prayer strategy. I felt like for us as a staff, that's kind of what shifted us a little bit more into the now season. Can you walk through what that means and then maybe it close us out just leading everyone through the prayer strategy of going through those three doors? Can I'd like to say this. I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting a better understanding about now, that now is not just a... Uh, well, there's two, two kind of times, right? You, you have the... Chronos, Chronos time, which is just the day to day in and out, hours by hours, minutes by minutes. But then there's Kairos time, which is a now moment. It's when it's something divine is it's, it's transpiring in these Kairos moments. But I'm finding as I'm live, trying to live in the now, that now is not just a Kairos moment, but that's actually a place. There's a place called now that's not in the past and it's not in the future. It's right now. That's why in the there, uh, on the cross, it says Jesus was on the cross, and there was two thieves, it says. One was saying, forgive me my past. One was saying, remember me in the future. So the two thieves of the cross are what? The past and the future. And I know for me in my life, the most of the way I think is I'm either always thinking about the past, what I could have done better uh, or made different, which is fine. There's, you're supposed to learn from the past. Or the future. Man, if I ever get this done, if I ever get this right in my life, if I ever get this uh, paid off if I ever get this done then and I've realized that they're thieves and they're stealing our now moments because now faith is there is no faith in the past and there's no faith in the future faith is only now and so what happens is there's a place a realm of now and so when Matt asked me these questions that uh, I begin to glean this uh, how to enter into this realm this place, this heavenly place is where it's always now. See, in heaven, there's no time. So that's why God is, God is not in eternity. Eternity's in God. In God, there is no time. And so knowing that, when you get into God and God's presence, uh, it puts you into now. So now anything is possible because I'm in God's presence, which is no past, no future, just now. So how do we enter that? How do we get into this moment, this place of now? And so I got, had this revelation. I, was, uh, I had the prophecy from Chuck Pierce about I was at a ladder and God was wanting to take me to another place and happened to wind up in Apopka, Florida, where a prophet dug at us and prayed, laid his hands on me, prayed for me, and my neck unlocked, and, uh, which had been locked up for inflexible, locked up for a while. And a whirlwind spun around my head, and I said, what is that? And he said, you've just entered the revelation for one door. And I was like, wow, that's what Chuck was talking about. So he began to school me, uh, Doug did, on, he said, there's three doors I go through every morning, Revelations 3.8, Revelations 3.20, and Revelations 4.1. I went and reread them. I couldn't believe I hadn't seen them in all the time I've been reading scriptures. Revelations 3.8 says it's a door that God has opened that no man can shut. I believe that's our salvation. I believe that's the work of the cross, the sacrifice of Christ. This gives us all access to the throne of grace, and nobody can shut that door on us. Devil can't shut it. Man can't shut it. We can't shut it. It's the grace of God that's given us that door. Uh, the Revelation 3.20 door, though, that's the door that says Jesus is knocking on and giving us uh, access to himself. If you want to, uh, you know, you're blind, you you blind, but you think you see. You're, you're naked, but you think you're clothed. You're rich, but you're really poor. And so our need, our realization of our need for Christ, we open that door. And then it says the very next door of Revelation 4.1, where a voice says, come up here. So as simple as it sounds, every morning I simply sit in a place like this and, and get quiet and then just simply say, Lord, I thank you for the Revelation 3.8 door. I come through there this morning. I know that, thank you that no man can shut it. And I thank you for the blood of Jesus that has given me access. 
and I just celebrate that. But now I open up the door for you that I need you. I desperately need you in my life. I can't do life without you. Apart from you, John 15 says, I can do nothing. So I want to connect to you today for you to be my source. And now together with the Holy Spirit, help me go through the Revelation 4-1 door. And when you do that, you just get quiet because there where you'll start seeing things, hearing things, feeling things, sensing things by the Holy Spirit. And it's phenomenal. Then what you do after that experience, write it down. Pray it in. Pray it through. Go to the Scripture. Find out what the Scriptures has said about it. And I won't take time for this podcast, but there's so much there that you can uh, you know, get revelation about uh, simply because you've been shown it in the heavenly realm. See, that's where we're designed to be. It says we have been blessed in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. I've gone to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. That's not heaven like when we die. That's a place now called now that we can get up in and say today if you hear his voice, not yesterday or tomorrow, today if you hear his voice. And so that's that now, today. What's God saying now, today? Boom, and live that out today. What's next morning? Thank God you made it through yesterday. Thank God there'll be a tomorrow. But what is God saying today? Manna came every day. Don't save it up, he said. If you save it up, it'll rotten. Every day, that's that now place. And I believe what God's doing is he's calling his bride into this place called now that we're living in a very uh, fresh, relevant word that God's releasing right now today. And so now's the time. Now's the time to... Now's the time to do anything. Uh, the prophet said, if anything challenges your now season, you challenge it. Yeah. In the past, we could have said, well, maybe it's not God's timing or God's will, but God is saying it is his timing now. So I'm encouraging people, start a ministry. Go to Fast Track that we have here, which is four weeks of empowerment. Start a house of light, which is our ministry to, to be able to care for the body of Christ and through prayer evangelism, affect our neighborhoods and our communities. Start Pray Fast Give with Project 58 so that you can make clean water and food available. In other words, just just move, stretch out, take a step into something right now. Start a business, work on a relationship. Whatever you need, move to, to in that round. Move toward that and watch God meet you right there. It's, be, it's happening right now. I love that. Uh, one quick question on the door strategy, because I've actually had somebody ask me this. So if you're going through those three doors every morning and nothing happens, mm-hmm. you just out of obedience every day keep trying to yes. go through them, right? Absolutely. Because every, I don't see something or hear something every day, that's for sure. A lot of days I do, but not every day. And so uh, when I, uh, one thing I check is, uh, interesting, if I'm not hearing anything today, my first question is, did I hear something in the past I've not done? So a lot of us are wanting to hear something else, and, we, and we've not even acted on what, what he told us to start with. So if I'm not hearing anything new, then I have to go back to my journal. Wait a minute. Have I acted upon uh, each of these words that the Lord has told me about? And if not, then I may go back and do that. And then I'll get, uh, get something else. I mean, because he doesn't need to show us something every day. Uh, he may af- affirm something or clarify something for us, but you know, if he's given us some direction and a thing to do, then if we're doing that, then that releases more. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. Uh, I guess before we leave, if you don't mind, everybody watching and listening, could you just pray, maybe give an impartation or release the uh, now word 
over everyone that wants to jump on board with us. Love to. Father, I just thank you right now in the name of Jesus, that name it's above every name. We thank you for the anointing that's in this studio today. Lord, we just release it now. This, this now, this hope, this faith right now, we just release it into everyone uh, tuning into the podcast today. We thank you that it's a now season. We thank you there's going to be suddenlies. Lord, I thank you that suddenly things are going to change. Suddenly things are going to break through. We decree it to be so. We press in now right to this place that you're bringing us to, this tipping point, this cataclysmic time of spiritual convergence, that everything's coming upon us at once. I thank you that tears have been laid up in heaven in bottles and prayers have been put in bowls and angels are now active in tipping these things over and pouring them back out upon the earth and upon our lives. And so, Lord, we just decree and declare now that something supernatural is moving, shifting, changing. Now our healing is manifesting. Now our provision is coming. Now our deliverance is upon us. Now our salvation is nearer than it's ever been before. So for sure, we're not going to quit now. We may quit in the future, but we're not quitting now. We will not quit now because we believe this is a now season. So if we've thought about it or we quit, we're getting back reengaged now because now is the season for you to move. And so we just release it and we decree now the Lord is moving and blessing your life in a supernatural way. I decree the prayer of Jabez over you. God bless you indeed. Enlarge your territory. Let his hand be upon you and keep you from evil that you do not cause pain. And we decree it to be so in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. No, we really appreciate you making time for us today. Uh, everybody that's watching, just be uh, on the lookout. We're going to have more from the Kent Maddox podcast. Some of what he mentioned as far as taking a next step, uh, just visit WAIO.org or you can download our uh, free app which is W-A-I-O-A-L in your Play Store or App Store. So, uh, again, thank you so much, and we'll have more for you coming soon.